0: keep them in your home or love to see them in theirs. These are
1: the creatures that bring us all together. Reptiles. Reptiles. We're going to be delving into the experiences of reptile lovers from around the block and around the world. This is is the Reptile Talk Talk Podcast. What's going on, everybody? This is Jeremy Turgeon from Brassman Man Reptiles. And
0: I'm Rob, and I'm Creeping It Real. And this is our first international guest. That's
1: right, international guests on Reptile Talk. We're super, super excited uh, to have KB Reptiles in the house from Canada. What's up,
0: guys? How you doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How you guys doing tonight? I'm We're
2: good. We're oh, good. We're good. Enjoying a nice... Uh, I'll say spring day it was beautiful out today. Sun was out. Uh, no snow. snow so no snow, 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 so we're happy. <laughs> That's where it's at. You can't yes. beat that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Have you guys gotten to go out field herping at all yet?
2: Um, so funny enough, we were up to go visit Carrie's brother the other day just dropping off some stuff to them. And we did our first little herping there because he lives out in the country. Cool. And found three garter snakes and yeah, a. A bullfrog or some sort of frog of some sort. Cool. Like, hey, our first herping this year. Hell (laughs) yeah.
0: That's honestly usually how it goes for me. I'm not like, oh, I'm going to go do a trip and specifically look for things. I'm like out and about and I'm like, oh shit, a frog. Oh God, I got to catch it. I got to catch it. I like (laughs) dive on it and shit.
2: (laughs) Quite honestly, that's how our best ones happen. We have a conservation area close to where we live here, like literally five minutes away from the house. And we've gone. Herping with some of the kids on and off just we have a few kids so we like to separate it when yeah, at all we, possible
3: we have, we have
2: five kids, we have five kids so it's, uh, yeah it makes life interesting <laughs> so whoever wants to come herping on individual days we go but on those days where we go with hooks and phones and you're ready we see nothing yeah. yep. of course studios. of course That's of it.
1: course. Yep. yep. <laughs> man I had Kev, Kev came up to me last week at like the end of the day and he was like hey Come with me. We're going up the street. We're going to look for bullfrogs. And I was like, okay. It's not like I had anything planned tonight or whatever, <laughs> but okay. And uh, I mean, we found some bullfrogs, but we found way more mosquitoes than oh, bullfrogs. Yeah. Oh, and I was yeah. less <laughs> less than thrilled for a last minute excursion <laughs> to go field herping. Yeah. Uh, I can imagine for sure. Oh, that's
2: yeah. that's our experience
4: is like 99% of the time. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> not about
1: that.
2: Our herping our most successful herping is if we just turn the lights off in the reptile room downstairs. yeah <laughs> put On a blindfold and go grab different tanks. And we're like, oh my God, the boy found today. <laughs> Look at
0: that. <laughs> wow, take wow. yeah. a wow. See, Nerd has wild tokens that live in the upstairs rooms. So every now and again, I'll be like, I'm going to go find some tokens. And I just go around flipping on lights at nighttime. Yep. And I'm like, look at the size of that one. Now look at the size of that one. Wait, there's a baby over there. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you all know by the severity of the bite, maybe okay, which one you like found. Yeah, right. <laughs> <the time>. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah.
0: I don't like toke bites. Not no, toke oh, yeah. bites are not fun.
1: No, 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 no. no. Oh my gosh. So, um, all right. Yeah. So I'm I'm super yeah. interested in this because I've. Had a couple of conversations over the years with uh, reptile keepers in Canada, but um, comparatively, what and we can just focus on on ball pythons because I, I think that's a good f- uh, foundational place for the industry. But uh, what are some of the biggest differences in the the ball python market in Canada compared to the U.S.?
2: Well, that, that honestly, it has a few different answers to it. I think one and I'll throw it right off the bat, not everybody feels comfortable talking about it, Mm -hmm. but I think the monetary um, values and the monetary uh, decisions made by people about ball pythons in the U.S. Mm -hmm. is much greater than it is in Canada. Mm. I think that... I
4: think everyone, but... No, not not
2: everyone. I mean, I'm going to say this in a general term more so than every individual person, but we've had the privilege of being able to go to a lot of the U.S. shows out there, Mm -hmm. and seeing the diversity and the morphs, some of the morphs that we don't even have here yet in Canada, seeing how the shows out there, people seem to spend a lot more in bigger volumes. Um, You know, I see people walk out of shows over there, and I'll even talk about not shows, but you see people walk out of shows over there, and they're not afraid to invest some money. I mean, people are yeah. really thinking about their projects, about adding new morphs, about, you know, just trying to take it to the next level. Mm-hmm. I think here in Canada, we definitely have a few of the people going in the same direction, but I think the number of it in comparison is smaller. Uh, I mean, you base even the population of the, the two countries and, you know, you can see the difference. You you just see more of it happening. And Yes. Yeah. And then when you take it out of the shows and you just look at even people who are buying from some of the big-name ball python breeders out there or just investing in different projects, people are really putting their foot down and going, you know what, I'm going to go all in over this. I think the mentality here in Canada still is, you know, we want to put our foot in but not maybe both feet just yet.
1: Yeah, yeah, so still kind so, of like in a yeah. in a newer stage when it comes to like investment uh, building.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think it's a little bit different. Now then, don't get me wrong, there's a lot of guys here, and then this is where I think some of this goes to proof. we have a lot of excellent breeders up here. I mean, there's a, a lot of big names, and they'll probably openly tell you that most of their busiest clientele is stuff that they do ship to the U.S.
1: So, really interesting. Uh,
2: yeah, yeah. Like you talk to uh, some of the big names here. If you you know Billy from Mutation Creation,
3: mm-hmm. Will
2: from RCR, uh, Corey Woods, uh, Chris Towers. Um, a lot of these guys ship international, and uh, you know a good chunk of that goes to the U.S. market. And it's really nice to see because we do you know the social media stuff. You know, we, we try to follow as much as possible. And it's really nice to see people buying from some of the Canadian breeders, opening up packages and go, oh, my gosh, I got this from so-and-so. And just, you know, helping people realize that our market here is is growing, just yeah. not, not quite at the same rate yet.
0: See, that's wild to me because I feel like when I look at things like Morph Market for the U.S., I'm like, wow, this is super saturated, and there's just, like, so many – things available that I feel like if people wanted to, they could pretty much stay in the U S market and not have to buy internationally. But when you've got people who are working with specific projects and doing, you know, their own specific thing, that's, you know, more unique, that's really cool that they've got still a market to export those things because the cost is just more for the yeah. average person if they yeah. want to export it from Canada to the U.S. or vice versa. Yeah. It's going to end up costing them yeah. you know a couple hundred dollars more to get that animal. And it's cool to see that people are still <coughs> investing and w- are willing to do that for the right animal.
2: Yeah, and I think you said it right there. I think it's for the right animal. I think people, and that's what I love about the hobby, is a lot of people are so focused on their projects that they're not afraid to go, okay, the US has something similar, but I will go and grab that from somebody in Canada or somebody from Europe because I specifically want that gene. Like, I have to have that gene in play, and yeah. they'll go and do it, which I, just, I find like, and that's where it makes me believe that the hobby is still always going to grow. It's still always going to improve, even though, you know, everybody's heard, even before we got into it, you hear, oh my gosh, watch out, the market is dying. Ball pythons are not a thing anymore. Uh, you know, be careful, and that's our our main focus too. Is ball pythons. So, of course, when we first started, it made us a little bit weary, and we're like, oh, "Are we doing the right thing?" And you know, going into our fifth year of of doing this, we're like, "Yeah, this is still this is still growing so much, so much room to grow still."
1: Yeah, I think that's certainly so. Now, with uh, the focus on social media that the industry has gotten in the in the last. I mean, really, just the last five years. Mm-hmm. If you really think about it, um, yeah, you know, I mean, it was pretty much unheard of. And I'll I'll use uh, Brian Barczyk as a reference. Like, it was pretty much unheard of to see somebody on a, on involved in reptiles on a social media platform with two million, yeah, followers. Never. like that was <laughs> okay. that's like. <laughs> I mean, of course, it's still unheard of because he's like the only guy. But yeah. <laughs> but you know, like, it wasn't yeah, even yeah. fathomable. Mm-hmm. 10 years ago yeah. that that would even be a thing so i think now that there's that yeah. much publicity you know the industry is is going to continue to grow in a in a very big way um which of course has its its positives and its negatives um but, yeah. you know but i i do agree that it's it's amazing to see how much growth is still actually happening internationally mm-hmm. you know um yeah even with all that going on because i i remember looking at morph market uh, a couple weeks ago and seeing that there's like just under 900 ball python breeders in the united states registered on morph market holy that's that's a lot you know and that's That's not even including you know those people who aren't on morph market you know Uh, like the small time breeder that maybe has you know 10 females that they breed and and they're like no, I've got you know a little network. I just do the local reptile shows. I don't really do anything else because I don't need to. Um, so I mean, that like blew me away. So also, also, just like Rob, like to hear that there's people that are willing to invest in importing an animal from out of the country uh, is awesome to hear because it, yeah. it, on paper, it seems like that isn't necessary. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Even Kerry and I the first time we ever did a shipment out of the U.S. that we've never sold anything to the U.S., but we've bought snakes from the U.S., Mm -hmm. and for us, we were, like, shaking because we're like, okay, first of all, the Canadian dollar compared to the U.S. dollar is not great.
3: So Mm -hmm. then when
2: you add in the shipping, you know, cost of animals, everything else, we're like, oh, my God, we better be ready for this. And, you know, and (laughs) it felt once the animals arrived and you're like, okay, I I, I know this is an investment. I know it's going to help us. You know either speed up projects or get us involved in something that we just haven't found here that we wanted yet and now it's just become a more regular thing for us now we do the same thing we look at morph market we're lucky again to have a great circle of friends in and out of the u.s so it uh it really costs us nothing to pick up the phone sometimes and say hey do you know anybody working with uh, xyz project and they're like oh yeah contact so-and-so uh tell them we sent you whatever but and uh, you know sure enough hookups come and it's like Oh wow!
0: Fantastic, thank you. Yeah,
1: that's that's awesome, man. That's really cool. It's yeah. uh, one. I mean, certainly one of the things that I've seen as social media is kind of taken over the directions of where the industry kind of goes. Is um, as much as that ensues a bit of chaos. Uh, it also yeah. really seems to strengthen the foundation of the industry overall. You know, between those who are, you know, not concerned about the drama. You know, yeah. they're just, they're, they're in it because they love it yeah. and they want to see people succeed and, and uh, and I mean, hell, just enjoy the
2: damn things.
1: Right. You know That's the whole reason we got into it.
2: <laughs> oh, my God. You know what? You said it so right. Carrie and I have, you know, we've seen it. It's posted all over different things we follow. There's so much, you know, stuff going on every day in the Reptile community as far as drama goes, and we're like, why? Just just enjoy this not everybody's going to share the same opinion not everybody has the same loves. not everybody's going to agree with projects you're working on animals you keep how you keep them whatever right but if you're enjoying and the care of the animal comes first and you're you know you're doing what you're supposed to be doing then just enjoy it like really have a good
1: yeah that's The world would be a better place if we could all just enjoy it (laughs) i
0: think that there is a shift going on in in the greater reptile community though that there are more people who are going you know what i don't want to have a hundred animal collection i want to have a 10 animal collection or a 20 animal collection that i just really get to enjoy watching the different habits of the different types of reptiles that I keep mm-hmm. and you know there are yeah. some people who definitely push that to the extreme where they're like the bearded dragon mom and dads who are like I'm gonna give them a, yeah. a stuffy <laughs> toy and I'm gonna read them a bedtime story at night every night And Those, oh, those well, people are crazy oh, God, <laughs> But <laughs> yeah. uh, there's there's also the people who are just like, you know what? I've got a couple snakes because I really like snakes and I've got like one arboreal snake I've got a couple Terrestrial snakes. I've got, you know, a Kenyan sand boa for something a little fossorial. And I, I just really like the different yeah. animals that I keep. And I really like the that I'm seeing more of that. And it's not about how many snakes can you keep and how many snakes can you breed. It's more about you just enjoying those animals that you get to work with.
2: Yeah. Well, and that really is the basis of how Carrie and I started off. We never started with a single ball python. When Wait, and I. What? Met- Wait, what? Wait, what? Hold
0: hold on, hold on. Hold Wait, on, hold on. No, no, no,
2: no. <laughs> Hold oh, on a second. Drop in, people. This is, this is going to be the best part of the segment right here. <laughs> yeah, but honestly, ball pythons was an afterthought. When Carrie and I first met, Carrie had bearded dragons, yep. and she was big into I fish. Had she had chameleons really? and mm. fish, so she had saltwater stuff going on. She had cool. seahorses. I mean, she was into a couple of different things. I had a bearded dragon and a scorpion. And really? I was like, okay, this is cool. I, I, I really didn't know how I felt about snakes. I always wanted them. But local around here, it was easy to get an Asian forest scorpion and a bearded dragon. You know, your local pet stores,
3: mm-hmm. yeah. you know,
2: have them. And I was like, okay, cool. Did my research and whatever else. When Carrie and I met and decided to move in together, we were like, okay, so we have three bearded dragons. We have a chameleon. We have this scorpion. And then wow. Carrie said, do you have any interest in snakes? And I'm like... Yeah, sure, we should get one. And what was our first snake, Terry? California King. California it was, Our first
4: snake was not a ball python. <laughs> Dang. That's okay.
3: That's, California, That's cool. California all right. yeah. California. yeah.
4: And, yeah, and then from there, we're just like, oh, like, actually, it was a, a video from, you know, the original Snake Bites TV, and, and Brian Barnachuk was talking about ball pythons. I'm like, yeah, like, why don't we get one? You know, and, of course, one turned into the – whatever a couple hundred or Potato whatever that we have now. <laughs> but, but yeah it's um yeah so we and i like grew up with animals and reptiles like i think my first my first ever reptile was i think i was 11 and i you know got a veiled chameleon or whatever so i've, I've had and kept reptiles from like, right from when i was a kid and uh so it just kind of grew from there but yeah i never my my mom was like and still is to this day like, terrified of snakes and <laughs> so I was never I was never allowed a snake like I just like I don't care if you have all the lizards as long as they have got legs like I don't care it's fine or fins I had a lot of fish spirit said but <laughs> um and then uh so that was totally fine and then but you know I loved snakes I just was not, never allowed to keep them and then eventually we ended up with this kind of I mean it's not a massive collection of snakes but it's you know it's, it's a decent size or whatever but uh, yeah it's funny because people we were like oh like.
2: You know, you must have start off ball pythons. No, no. And <laughs> <Well. laughs> honestly, that's why we still keep everything else that we do. We just, ball pythons was never going to be the only focus. I think it was the easiest breeding focus for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, there's a couple other things that we still try to dabble in, small amounts of breeding. But uh, this was, that, that ball pythons just seemed to be the best fit for what we knew at the time when we started it was going to work for us.
1: That's awesome. So what other species do you keep besides ball pythons?
2: So we have some colubrids. So we have some corn snakes. We have a puglin milk snake. We have two hognose. We just, I just won off of a Facebook thing, funny enough, a mandarin rat snake. Ooh, so that just got out. Go. Those it, is, cool. it is a beautiful, <laughs> it is a beautiful little boy, man. I've always wanted one since I've seen a picture and we're just like, and finally one came up to win and I won it. And I was like, this, that was the lottery for me. I was like, Holy <laughs>
4: shit. So you, <laughs> well, you cool. used up all your have- luck
0: for 2020
4: yeah well,
2: that's like, that's the highlight of 2020, right? I'm, I'm and actually did we even win it in 2020 I think you actually won it in 20. I actually I think won it in 2019 yeah. okay okay <laughs> that's wall. fair that's fair COVID that makes more and sense so god knows I still might have know, a chance this year but um
4: yeah and it was have got some boas just yeah. like you know climbing a red tail boas got some sand boas Brazilian rainbow boas
2: a cal albino uh and
4: then we've got uh, yeah we got like, a yeah. rainbow
2: boa um We've got a Kenyan boa that Robin mentioned earlier. Yeah.
4: Um, and we, and we think we might look into eventually breeding some of that too. Like right now, it's just like, oh, yeah, like they're cool and we have them. But eventually, wouldn't mind looking into breeding that. And then as far as like non-snakes, we've got, you know, tegus, savannah monitors, tarantulas, tortoises. We've got a silicata and a red foot tortoise. Mm-hmm. And um else got? Chameleons. Chameleons. Peter's
2: banded skinks. Yep. blue tongue skinks. EuroMastics.
4: yeah oh uh, geckos is that breeding breeding chihua yeah geckos right we got now. our
2: we got two sets of eggs from our breeder chihua geckos so oh, uh, that's cool uh cool. yeah. you guys
0: run the gambit Jeez, you guys like, are like i got a little bit of everything here yeah <laughs> yeah yeah
4: <laughs> and then we got birds and we got like furry and feathered
2: things too here too but, yeah, yeah carries out uh, so it's kb
0: the zoo
3: lovers, so have...
2: yeah, yeah you know so what it's not just tv reptiles really but yeah i'll <laughs> tell you how i'll tell you what we do is before this pandemic started every time the kid brought a friend over they had to leave money at the door that's right <laughs> like that's party. right <laughs> you guys want to see an animal here's your feet i love it <laughs> i love it that's that's how many you know what brian barchag from the rep them here,
3: toonies.
2: yeah toonies brian <laughs> brian inspired me to do our own little mini reptarium here i got a Got to fund these projects somehow. (laughs) Hell yeah!
1: (laughs) Hell yeah! That is
0: freaking
1: awesome. (laughs) Oh man, that's awesome. That is awesome.
0: So like birds, reptiles, mammals—a little bit of everything. But you kind of got started working at a safari, a lion safari, is what I'm I'm hearing. That
2: is terrifying to me. (laughs) so my love of animals started early on too but my parents were not like there was no dogs no cats I think my parents at one time when we were early teens got us budgies um, for me and my siblings and that was about it and I my first job I got at 14 I applied at African Lion Safari because I thought I want to be around animals like I really want to I want to see if this is actually like a real passion for me or if like most you know kids you go from one love to another to another yeah. mm-hmm. and I worked at this place and it is open from October to from May, from May sorry from May to October
3: mm-hmm. and
2: it really is it's got every animal you can imagine you go on the guided bus tours or you can take your cars in and you can see elephants zebras rhinos like everything lions tigers whatever they come right up to your car window uh obviously there's no feeding because you don't dare stick your hand out so windows (laughs) up but they'll come right up to your car you take pictures i mean it was so cool but my job funny enough is i only got hired for the maintenance crew so i would walk around you know paint a fence work in the hay barn do those kind of things but at least i was able to see these animals i was you know walking around and you pick up litter but i could walk by the birds of prey show when it was going on or i could walk by a monkey exhibit or walk by these different animals and pretend like i was working but really <laughs> watch and listen was going on yeah and then i graduated from there up to being able to follow the elephant show and what they do at the elephant show is they have four or five of these elephants and they parade them around the the park uh out in the public for people to see them mm-hmm. and i got upgraded to actually being able to shovel their shit hey. <laughs> like that i couldn't i went home that day the proudest moment of my life (laughs) (laughs) smelling like poo so and then from there graduated where i got to eventually work the gates between different animals so safaris um like most zoos, probably are gated off so that when you leave from lions and tigers you go into baboons and from baboons you can go into zebras and rhinos and you know just so that there's gate separating animals that obviously can't be around each other mm-hmm. you know for circle of life type things and uh <laughs> i got to do that and then uh from there i you know ventured off into different jobs but that was probably uh, i mean it's something i'll never forget was was working there
1: that's that's freaking really awesome cool.
2: yeah. That is freaking awesome
1: hell yeah
0: but i'm gonna tell you straight up Big cats scare the crap out of me. so.
1: <laughs> I used to, I, oh, yeah. I went to school with a kid who was like, I want to like own tigers and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, why? Why, why the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, they're just so cool, go. man. And I'm like, it's going to kill you. And he's like, well, you know, you work with snakes, snakes and snakes are going to kill, kill you. you. And I was uh, like, I'm sorry, my three foot corn snake is not. not going to injure yeah. me the same way your seven hundred pound tiger is going to injure you. Know. you. Yeah. Like
2: well, the, <laughs> I agree. The funny
4: thing is is that Barros's like closest call while working
2: there was actually from an ostrich. I'll tell you a quick short story. So I was working the gate between the, uh, the monkeys and baboons and stuff like that to where you get into, like, ostriches and zebras and stuff like that. Yeah. And these baboons would oftentimes, like, stay on people's cars, and, you know, you had to, like, scare them off. Yeah. And it got to a point where these cars were starting to try to pass through the gate, and I was the baboons were, like, catching up, catching up. So I had to close the gate and then radio in for help so that somebody in one of the patrolling trucks could come by. But when I closed the gate, I stepped into what I thought was the safer zebra ostrich, all that kind of stuff. And lo and behold, about six feet from me was the biggest male ostrich I have ever seen in (laughs) my entire life. I radioed in and said, oh, my God, I'm stuck because I couldn't get to my hut because it was about an equal distance from where my safety hut was to where this zebra was.
1: And I was like, oh,
2: ostrich, ostrich. And I was like, holy shit. So I radioed in. I said, "What do I do?" And they said, "You know, is it the big male?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And they said, "That's killer." And I'm like, "You're shitting me." They're like, "No, no, we 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 call that one killer." And I'm like, "You're playing games." They said, "Don't move. We'll come and scare it away, but we have to scare it away from you. So just have your, you know, your cane in hand." So I'm oh like, "Okay, God. no problem." Next thing you know, I hear rubber bullet gunshot. Like, you no, know, oh. into the. Stuff into the ground so that they could scare it in the opposite direction from me. Yeah, I shit my pants. <laughs> I, was, I, I didn't know if I was running, leaving, coming, going. It was, it was a highlight.
1: That is insane. Yeah, dude, dude you know I it's gonna this, be dude. a good time when they're like, "That's killer, bud." That's that's <laughs> killer. <laughs>
2: And I'm like, come on, you guys are playing. And they oftentimes did that, you know, so I really don't ever know if that ostrich name was Killer. But when they said that to me, I was like, someone's playing with a young man's heart. Do not do that.
0: <laughs> they had a meeting afterwards. They're like, uh, you told him his name was Killer, didn't you?
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And it's funny because Barrow's still, like, we've got five different, like, birds here, and he's still kind of, like, a little bit leery, and I think it's, like, some sort of, like, post-traumatic stress. Like, I think so. <laughs> I feel that. <laughs> I
2: feel that. <laughs> Maybe so. Like,
4: you know, as soon as they come near him, he's like, get away. Yeah, I won't
2: <laughs> lie. The birds are Carrie's thing. When they fly and they land on my <laughs> shoulder and they start picking, like, at my earring and necklace and stuff, Yo, uh, uh-uh. Carrie is uh, one of our oldest kids, Evan. that's that's their gem. I, I like, okay, you look cool from there. Talk all you want, but get off my shoulder.
0: My ears <laughs> my ears are, are are stretched, and so if a bird, like, just accidentally nipped it, it would cut it right in half, and yeah. so oh, I, don't oh, yeah, no, yeah. I don't mess yeah. with yeah. birds.
1: Yeah. Your- I don't mess with birds. I watched my mom get nailed in the forearm by a uh, an umbrella cockatoo. Oh, and, damn. Uh, I was oh. like, I watched Jeez. it happen, and it was a genuinely friendly bird up until that point. Mm. And I was after that, I like had experiences with like macaws and generally all positive experiences. I saw that and was like, "Fuck birds!" Yeah, forget that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's "I'm good." Because, yeah. yeah, bears are the same way. So we recently just um, got a scarlet macaw, and I don't know if you
4: know, like, scarlet macaws can have a bit of an attitude oh, or whatever. Oh so yeah, he's yes. An older guy. Yeah, like couldn't look after this bird and blah blah blah, and uh, so they just like kind of surrendered the bird to us. It was about 15 years old or whatever, mm-hmm. and uh, so I'm like, yeah, like for sure. I've always always wanted a macaw, and I've done like a lot of research, especially on scarlets actually. So we took it in, and uh, I'm like, oh, like you know, I'm gonna take it out. Barrows like looks at the at the beak. He's like, no, fuck no. He's no. like, dude. no,
2: no.
0: <laughs> I'm not helping I'm you,
2: done. I'm done. dude. I will start running. For- I will start running and jogging for fitness, which I do <laughs> not do. Yeah. so I can get away from this goddamn bird. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, my, my God. Go. And,
3: like, no. <laughs> and this is where it is.
2: So when I visited you guys at NERD, yeah. I would throw a 20-foot retick on my shoulders yeah, and absolutely. have the biggest smile. You take out that four-foot macaw, nope. I'm running, man. Nope. Yeah. I'm Ben it <laughs> all of a sudden. I, I
1: hear you, dude. When I – when I was a kid, I, I worked at a local pet store chain, and uh, the, um, the HQ store uh, was, like, one town over from us, and they had a big hyacinth macaw. Ooh, damn. And gorgeous, oh. gorgeous yeah. macaw. Like, they had this yeah. huge, uh, huge enclosure for it. It was pretty much, like, uh, the size of a small room, the about the room, room we're in yeah. right now. And, uh, man, I remember watching that thing crush walnuts like nothing like nothing nothing. (laughs) and i was like like it was made of that is the is the coolest most horrifying (laughs) fascinating (laughs) thing i have ever seen and i'm staying away from it (laughs) you're
0: like that's my knuckle right there (laughs) just like crushed it (laughs) instantly
2: your story is our house exactly. I uh, tried to push the walnut between my hands and try to squish it to open it up for the bird. Yeah. Here I am struggling, breaking a sweat. I hand it over to this thing, crunch, and yep. it's open. And I'm like, like, nothing. You my fingers. Yep. 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 Yeah. Yep. No. Not That's
1: not a happening. knuckle right there. Yeah. Uh, nope. Nope. Pass.
2: Pass on all <laughs> of that <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, thank God. thank God for the kids. They're, they're what we practice on. Like <laughs> I better say, just in case anybody's uh, just kidding everybody that would be listening to this, we don't actually, we carries our guinea pigs.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So so you guys are pretty active on social media. Um, and yeah. I think I've seen videos of you guys with, with a lot of uh, who we would now, thanks to social media, really consider very relevant people in the industry. So what got you yeah. guys kind of started on the social media path um, oh. and made you want to do, I mean, everything that
2: you guys do? So this is actually a good story. Yeah. It involves a few people you it guys will know well. I'm going to let Terry tell So, all, Okay, well, it'll be
4: both fun. Okay. So um, first of all, like Brian Bartek has always been like somebody, like I said, when we first got our first ever ball python it was because of you know videos i have watched from you know brian bartek and i was like okay and then i found out that he was going to one of our like our big show every year at the crb the canadian reptile breeders expo and i found out that brian was going to be there and i was like oh my gosh like i'd never even been to like any and this is like actually embarrassing to say now that we're actually like the host of this show but at the time i had never been to one of our expos and i was like I'm going because I want to meet Brian Barchek. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I went and, um, and it was awesome. I was like, you know, like fangirling or whatever. And that was awesome. And then the next year he came back and I said to Barros, like, you have to, you have to come and meet this guy. So he did. And when we met him, it was awesome. We chatted, you know, got tons of information and Barros was kind of asking some questions during a, like a, a question and answer period thing that they had with him there. Mm-hmm. And one of um, Brian's friends, Ben was there at the time, and they got chatting. Anyways, they were like, "Hey, you know what? Why don't you guys come to Tinley? And we're like, "Well, what's that?" Like we, like, we were so well, like what,
0: what's so tinley? we're like, "What?
4: Like, yeah. what is Timley?" And they're like, <laughs> a, well, "What's a Tinley? Yeah. <laughs> like okay, so we we did, and. It was like, it was that moment because we were actually waiting in line to say hi to Brian again. Well,
2: Mm -hmm. and that happens to be the last Tinley that Brian, last Reptile show
4: that Brian ever did. The last Tinley that Brian ever did. It was that show. And we were waiting to kind of chat with him or whatever. And Barrows hears this voice behind us. And he was like, oh, my God. He's like, that's that's that Miguel guy. And I was like, who? And he's like. Miguel, you know, like always Python, Now, like, keep
2: in mind, as Terry's telling the story, <laughs> yes. Miguel and we'll openly yes. tell you this. Miguel was very small at the he time. Had,
4: like, he had like what a few a videos out. Few videos out. Like, yeah. Been following him, like video two, and he probably had like less than 20 videos at a time or yeah. something like that. And I was like, who, who's this, right? So bears was like. So now
2: her current best friend know, in the whole was, world. Like,
4: my like brother from like
2: another like. But at that husband. time, yeah. when we tell the story, he gets so mad. Yeah. It's like. She was like, who's Miguel from yeah. Always
4: Evolving? <laughs> <laughs> he was like brand new and we had no idea. And so anyways, we got chatting with Miguel after and and uh, he wanted to put Barros on the vlog because he was like, oh, you guys sound like you're not a re- like from around here. Like, I don't hear a Canadian accent. Maybe you guys do. I don't know. But Miguel was like, you guys don't sound like you're from around here. And I'm like, and Barrows is like, no, we're from, you know, Ontario, Canada, whatever. And he's like, well, let me put you on the vlog." Well, I tell you not, Barrows forgot everything he I didn't know our, our name. name he didn't know our instagram he didn't like we weren't on youtube at the time but he didn't he didn't know anything so he was so embarrassed he's like "Carrie, he's like i gotta i gotta find this guy again and ask him to like for a redo that's like so embarrassing so he did and miguel's like yeah sure no problem so we got talking to miguel at that time and he was like guys you should like to start a youtube channel and we're like yeah like i don't you know we're both kind of awkward like i don't think so but he he really like it started from like you know, meeting or knowing Brian and, you know, seeing his like content and his information, everything on YouTube that, mm-hmm. you know, that going to Tinley and then Miguel being like, listen, guys, like you should really start like push social media. And, and I'll tell and you why really we started from there.
2: So you guys probably know this about Miguel, too. But um, m- like Miguel said, you know, as far as research goes, he said there's not a ton of Canadian YouTubers.
1: Yeah. and he
2: thought you know he thought at the time he said you guys have and this brings us back to the very first question you guys asked you guys have a market over there that's kind of untapped still he yeah, said yeah, you yeah, know yeah. you guys a husband and wife team jump on YouTube you guys if you push it and really work with you know what you're telling me you're passionate about right now he says you guys might be able to really make a go out of it so yeah. here we are at this big super show in the US and I'll tell you Every Tinley almost is our Canadian Thanksgiving. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. That, first Tinley, yeah, that first Tinley we ever did, we drove eight hours after work on a Friday, <laughs> stayed, woke up early, went to the show on Saturday, stayed to the, for the show for probably only six hours, wow. yeah. maybe less, maybe five, and then drove home that same night oh. to, be, to be back home in Canada for Saturday night, Sunday morning. So we could celebrate Thanksgiving yeah, with our families family.
4: are like, and it's interesting, and I don't know like about you guys, but like our families, like nobody in our family is involved or even interested in anything reptile, like at mm. all, or really, like I shouldn't say not interested in animals, because you know, like our families have like cats and dogs and stuff like that, but like yeah, yeah, as but... far as anything outside of that kind of normal, I'll quote normal, <clears> uh, it's like people don't, so they're like, oh, like what are you guys doing? Like, why are you going all this way? And we're like, you know what? Like, it's something that we're passionate about, and, and we want to do this. So we kind of got a little bit of a hard time. Like, so there was
2: no missing yeah. that Sunday. No, Let me put it to you that way. Yeah, we <laughs> had to be back, or we were yeah. gonna get, we were still gonna get yeah. slapped. Now, now
4: they're a little bit more understanding by the time, well, like they were. Now,
2: because they've seen and going back to your original point of this was, you know, social media. Now that they've seen our passion with it. The, the trips we've been on, the people we, we've got to interview and talk to, our collection growing, the birthday parties, the community events, the school events, they really know that this now is not just a, you know, oh, something they do for fun. This mm-hmm. is something it that is they really,
4: fun, but, it's more, it's,
2: but it's more than just for fun now. So, right, you know right, what, right. they'll say, okay, if it falls on Thanksgiving again, you guys go out and enjoy yourself. When you come back, there'll be food waiting for you guys. You know, come by, say hi, hugs and kisses, pick up your leftovers, and away you go.
4: Yeah,
3: yeah. And
2: it's,
4: it's just it's so it's so awesome that like like I say that's why. Well, this when was it October? I don't even know like, what month it is anymore because of all this stuff. So, like October <laughs> when we got to meet like Kevin for the first time and you guys, right? It was like it's so awesome because again, like even though when we first kind of started out, you know, I hadn't had it, we hadn't had a chance to meet Kevin or, and you know any of you guys, but it's videos like. You know, nerd videos and content and learning from you guys that have made us want to, you know, be better keepers and learn like as much as we can about, you know, these different species out there and stuff. So it's just, it's, there's just so many influential people out there, including yourselves, that have just been so, you know, important and we're so thankful for.
1: So, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> well, that's, no, man. I mean, that's, that's awesome, man. I, so sh- shout out to Miguel even yeah. though he still fucking yeah. snubbed me when I was out in California, that little bitch. But <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> um, yeah. So shout out to Miguel for doing that. Cause I mean like, that's one of those things where like, I remember when I was doing YouTube years ago, uh, Brian was probably w- one of three uh, reptile guys that were doing anything really consistent on YouTube. I'll say yeah. that.
3: Yeah. And
1: um, I remember kind of getting into doing YouTube stuff myself and, it was uh it was always about like trying to find that niche and and then it was a little bit easier mm-hmm. in the US um and now it's gotten quite a bit harder because mm-hmm. there's so many yeah. US channels and the, and uh there's so much more emphasis now on editing and crazy thumbnails and and all of that shit yeah. like i am yeah. horrible at editing and <laughs> and thinking about thumbnails and shit yeah. Uh, Uh, I'm not, not good at
2: that at all. Like Donnie, Donnie, like, no, you said it right. And that's why I'm so glad that we're uh, a team. And I think that's what, you know, helped Miguel see that when we first started off. And, And I honestly, if it was just me individually trying to do this, yeah. I probably wouldn't be able to. And if you ask Terry, do you
4: even know how to like
2: turn on the computer to edit it? Yeah. Sure. I never, <laughs> I've never, I've never edited a video in my life. <laughs> never. I tried one time, and the iPad went across the room. Oh. Was at the computer, and I was like, no. she's like I'll put you on something easy. Like she's like, take the iPad and try doing the same video I'm doing, but use iMovie. She's like, all you got to do is drag here and click this and move this, and I'm like, fuck. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, No, I I
1: I used to hate editing stuff, man. So I get you.
0: See, that was the fun part for me when I I used to make YouTube videos. I actually enjoyed editing the video and Uh. putting little intros in there and all that stuff. I really that was my favorite part. Uh. Can I hire you then? Yeah. I don't do that (laughs) anymore. And the thing is, with with Donnie, Donnie's like our our video guy, so he does all the editing, but I think about things from the way that I would edit a video. So, like, he just put out a video of me handling blood pythons, and as soon as he posted it, he came in a little bit later, and I was like, why did you edit the intro like that? You should have cut it this way and did this thing, and he's like, you need to (laughs) shut
1: up.
2: (laughs) Yeah, don't tell me how to do
1: my job, bro. (laughs) Uh,
2: Donnie's... Donnie was great with us, too. Oh, so Donnie so awesome. Donnie and Carrie still talk a little bit about, you know, different ideas and stuff like that. But after our visit with you guys, um, Donnie was very influential in helping us come up with a couple of, you know, different ideas and way of looking and way of thinking. So the, the beauty of having, you know, Brian, you guys, Miguel, Donnie, uh, different people have helped us with, like, editing information and how to do YouTube properly and just try to make – the best run at it has been has been yeah. super helpful. I
4: think like our biggest challenge is just like you know we do have five kids,
2: and mm-hmm.
4: on a normal on a normal circumstances, like right now it's a little bit different because it's whole COVID thing, of course. But you know, Barrows works crazy hours. I have two jobs plus our like all of our, you know, animals and and you know all of that schedule and cleaning and handling and blah 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 so like oh crap like we gotta you know we gotta get a video out there so for us the biggest challenge has just been consistency with getting like content out there and then I'm like oh great now I gotta spend like however many hours editing this video and I've got you know a shit ton of other stuff to do so like thankfully our uh 13 year old has taken like a huge interest in and video editing and he's like all up, you know, social media is like he's so interested. So I'm like, you know what? Maybe you can kinda of start let's just like try it out and he can, you know, maybe edit a video too because if he if he can do it and he can do it well, hell yeah. I will pay my own kid to edit our yep, videos yep, and hopefully get there because kind of I'm if can save me a few hours in doing it, like heck yes. Like I'm well, do it If you
2: look sure. at our last couple of thumbnails, he's been the one taking care of okay. it for us. And when he comes back he tries to talk all like computer geek to us. <laughs> He's like, oh, I changed this on this, and I I'm dragged like, oh, this yeah. over. And I'm like, just shut up. Here's the money. <laughs> 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 what you just said. I went into photo editor and did this and Adobe that. I'm like, I don't even spell Adobe. <laughs> <laughs>
3: that's,
2: but that's, I think
1: that's that's awesome, though, and, and that's literally a, a testament to how uh, how involved and how, how you can kind of creatively approach uh, everything involved in the industry w- within your own family unit, you know. I mean, this. Um, I-, I remember again when when I was doing YouTube videos, uh, I had I-, I had a couple of friends who would come help me out, like clean my stuff, and I would like start to get them involved in the videos, like, "Hey, we're gonna do this, you know, stupid little skit, and I need you to do blah blah blah." And they're like, mm-hmm. "Okay, cool." Um, yeah. And, like, back then, like, again, nobody gave a shit about editing. So you could pretty much put up whatever. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But, uh, you know, I mean, like, now it's, ah, credit. Kudos to your kid for doing that. Yeah. Jesus. I don't (laughs) want to do it and stuff. I literally, like, I, so Donnie made me get a gimbal for my phone. uh, Because I'm trying (laughs) to kind of kick my YouTube back up a little bit. And uh, he was, like, he Was like, you know, I'll, I'll come help you out, but it would be super helpful because I've got to edit stuff for Nerd if you were able to record some stuff and then send it to me and I can edit it and work yeah. that way. And yeah. I was like, okay, that's cool. So I got this gimbal for my phone. So now I got to figure out how to use a fucking gimbal. <laughs> 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 I got one too. I'm like,
4: no, I know how to turn it on. That's basically it. <laughs> <what> you <did. laughs> your, best,
2: your, your best bet is to be drinking. Yeah, way yeah, right. You it. Yeah. Because as much as I that thing moves around you can just move around with it and everything's yeah. <laughs>
0: cool it. it's cool Barrows oh, cool. Cool.
4: Yeah. Uh, you know, tried to use our gimbal and like everything was basically like up his feet i'm like what is this yeah was like, i don't know i was like oh, using the gimbal i was like oh my god i was
1: like, trying a like, new approach
4: use
2: that again,
1: yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah oh my gosh yeah it's it's crazy and it, it really is it's it's amazing at at how much of a forefront social media has become to the industry, yeah. you know, like the, the, um, from developing your business and your clientele, like it, it really is interesting. And I, I think a huge portion of that, especially now is as the, as the younger generation kind of comes up, you know, and I, I say young, but still thinking like young adults. So like 17 yeah. to 22, mm-hmm. you know, like that kind of work, like those kids are, are gathering research from social media. You know, as oh, detrimental yeah. as that cool. can be, quite often, um, you know, YouTube is a go-to source. Yes. For that, you know, yeah. so yeah. you're developing your potentially lifelong clientele through your social media. You know, like especially yeah. when, you know, you think about areas that have reptile shows. You know, like I mean, Canada, for instance. I don't know how many reptile expos you have, but um, I, I'll just throw like a number. Like, if you have three expos in all of Canada right um yeah. just throwing the number out there all of the people that can't get to those expos are now searching you through youtube yeah. or through social media yeah. so that's your that. that's yep. your essence of a reptile show mm-hmm. the people that you don't get well, to meet face to face are meeting you through social media yeah. so Absolutely. what you put out there is a huge representation no matter how small it is you know because i mean if you film for three hours to get you know two ten minute videos or whatever, yeah. you know, they're really just seeing a sliver of of what, what you guys you are about and yeah. what you guys do and all that. But it still oh, means God. the world yeah. to these people, you know. And it's it's amazing, you know, and the relationships that you establish with these people just off that alone, you know, yeah. is is amazing, you know. And and well, is, you
2: said it. Go you ahead. You said it right there for sure. No, you said it perfect. Because I'll give you an idea. Our expos here. We have one every month before, obviously, this whole pandemic started. Yeah. Um, we have a small expo, so nothing massive like our CRBE.
3: Yeah. But we have
2: one you know, good-sized expo every month that covers Ontario. So we're not talking about the eastern part of Canada, the western part of Canada, just the Ontario province and and Quebec. Um, and that show goes on, like I said, monthly. Everybody can come down and take a look at it, and that's where – when we got asked to become the host of that, mm-hmm. it was an eye-opener for us because, and I think the promoter at the time had seen it too, most of the stuff we were doing was visiting a lot of people in the U.S. and showing off a lot of the U.S. expos that we were going to. They, we all came together and thought of this as a great platform to now show off even our smaller monthly expo that we have just to you know represent the breeders, represent ourselves, Show the hobby so that you know some of the smaller people who like I didn't know about expos until Carrie told me about that first one we ever went to. Mm-hmm. I, I think it opens the door to so many more people. Now you see our what we used to call our smaller monthly expos turn into some really big numbers. Like our end of year one and beginning of year one, and I know they're only a month apart. And you think, wow, it shouldn't be this busy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if people are buying Christmas gifts for each other, and then people have <laughs> leftover money after Christmas in the new year. <laughs> <laughs> want to kick it off right they are packed so much so that there's lineups outside in yeah. the snow but waiting think, to get in yeah. that's and awesome. it's done a lot for us it's done a lot for the growth I, of the canadian yes, hobby and i
4: think in general a lot of that growth in like whether it's our show whether it's shows in the US, wherever they wherever it is social media as much as you know i kind of have like a love hate thing a little bit sometimes with show, social media Same. but you know the positive that positivity that comes from it is like, you know, now you're seeing that growth. Like the reptile shows, you know, are getting busier and you're because you're you know, if there's more exposure, there's so many people putting YouTube videos or Instagram posts or Facebook feeds or whatever the case may be. And people are getting like really excited and interested about it and, you know, you're we're seeing here a huge like I look back from like, you know, even a couple of years ago to our shows to what they are now. Yeah. And it's it's not even comparable. Like there's there's so much more. Well
2: when the promoter has to increase the hall size yeah. so we have to like, change venue. So we're in the same building all the time, but we've actually been able to upgrade the space. So instead of being in Hall 1, we'll be, like, in Hall 6. It's a bigger bigger space. And,
4: you know, and and I really do think, like, a lot of that comes down to, again, like, the social media. And you see other people there vlogging it or, like I said, like, you know, tagging whatever the expo is on the instagram page or whatever the case may be and just that exposure and, and like pe- to see people's excitement over it and yeah like in today's day and age especially right now when you can't really go anywhere you know you're youtubing things or you know checking out instagram stories whatever so like i think social in, in social media as much as sometimes i'm like oh like i'm like there are a few deal with it because I, I don't even want to look at it today you know what i mean <laughs> it is well, I mean, it, it really does. You know, to yeah, the
2: I'm, I think what makes me happy walking around Expo sometimes, and it's cheesy, but I love it, is everybody wearing different shirts, whether it's your own shirt as a breeder or whether mm-hmm. it's somebody has shirts well, from the U.S. Like, funny enough, and this wasn't planned for today, but it was in the video that we filmed yesterday and today, I have that Hans well, nerd, uh, nerd shirt, right? Oh, yeah, concert. yeah, yeah. Hell, yeah. 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 I love that but shirt. But we walk around the Expo, and, you know, you'll see it always evolving python shirt you'll see a uh rcr shirt you'll see a justin kabelka shirt you'll see an ozzy boyd shirt you'll see a nerd shirt you know you see some of the canadians represented you know amongst our shows it's really it's really cool that people use social media shirts hats bracelets whatever you can to really you know just grow the hot i have people that ask me about shirts when i'm walking around doing groceries or when I go to <laughs> I play soccer, when I go to my you know club soccer stuff and I have a shirt that has a big snake on the back and people are like, what is that? And I'm like, oh, it's a breeder friend of mine out of, you know, Winnipeg or something. And someone's going, holy shit, like this is really, because people who are not in the hobby just don't appreciate how big it is and I think how big yeah. it's going to get.
1: Yeah, 100%. I think, yeah, and that's, that's awesome that you guys have been seeing so much growth and stuff, especially with the utilization of social media because it... Yeah. It, there's so much that it has to offer, you know, I mean, I, I think um, in, in the US, the industry, I mean, the industry as a whole is, is, is not old, you know, we're talking just about no. just a few decades, yeah. you know, if you, if you really yeah. think about it, I mean, there's certainly people who have been keeping longer than that. But like the industry yeah. is a glimpse of what it is now is, you know, three, three and a half decades old or so um, in the US. So it's, it's not, it's not the oldest thing going around um but Correct. because it has that history um social media certainly has played a role in the current growth over the last five or ten years but it already had yeah. such a huge foundation um where social media certainly helped but it, it wasn't the uh most necessary catalyst for growth you know it certainly yeah. is proving to be that yeah. now but because we've had so much in the past um, we haven't really needed it but to see it Work and work so well in other countries where it's the industry is very much in its infancy, you know within the first decade and a half, maybe going on two decades in certain certain countries um, It's interesting to see how social media really has affected those numbers in a very tangible way, not just like, oh yeah, we saw an extra one hundred and fifty people through the door. It's like no, no, there were an extra like five hundred or a thousand people that came through the door of this because of the reach of social media. Um, and that, right. that really, really is impressive um, and shows, you know, how much potential growth the industry still has globally, not just, yeah. you know, country to country, but, yeah. but globally.
2: And you're right. It's funny enough, when we tell our family that we have now made friends who, you know, have offered us visits all over the world, the UK, Belgium, South Africa, Asia, Australia. I mean, these are people that I'm not saying that we've just talked to once in a time. People from those places I just mentioned are people that we talk to on a probably weekly to monthly basis, always Mm -hmm. telling us, you know, when this is over, come on out, or before this whole thing started, you know, pandemic-wise, you know, you got to come out and visit the UK. I'll set you guys up over here. Somebody in Australia, you guys got to come out to Australia, which has been a dream of Carrie. Let's go out here. We're going to do some herping. You guys can stay at this location. We'll drive over to this one. I mean, those weren't opportunities. Given to us in our normal everyday life before we started this, so to think that right. the reptile hobby has social, social media hobby. has been able to get us to go places. I've I've never been to California or Texas. Well, I'm not
4: even gonna. Let, let's not even forget that. I like when we when Jeremy when you mentioned about us going to get a oh, nerd. Mm-hmm. I, like, like, <laughs> <what? laughs> I was like, what? Like, what? <laughs> So like never mind going across the world. Yeah.
2: Like it was just like, holy crap. Like And it we're was like asked. nine hours driving or do we want to fly <laughs> this thing and we're like, you know what, Carrie and I have this relationship that, you know, people have always talked about when it comes to us. I we can sit in the car for nine hours and enjoy each other's company and make it I'm like, because like, I like to see. <laughs> um, and, you know, <laughs> we enjoy each other's, you know, when I'm driving. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> we enjoy the conversation. We enjoy, like, getting psyched up for the visit and everything. And then when we left your place, when we left Nerd mm-hmm. and drove back, I'm telling you, we hit probably two different snowstorms. And, Oof. you know, uh. like, malls were just quiet. And we just kept talking about Oh my God! Do you remember that? Did you see that? Were Were you in the room <laughs> when I was looking at that? Do you, Can you believe we held this? Like we're looking at pictures. Uh, we have photographic evidence of holding like,
0: Boland's pythons,
2: <laughs> snarled, and this dwarf came in and Asian water monitors, and and and, and it was kind of like <laughs> holy shit. seeing black dragons popping out of the egg. We we're like, yeah, oh, holy that's right, shit. yeah, that's right, yeah. This just fuck. Like I couldn't, I couldn't. It wasn't, it wasn't your normal everyday experience. No, like I that. It, and it was just, yeah. Like I
4: mean, we're, we're so thankful those like that
2: experience. Well, 100%, yeah. And like, Kevin on what was a Sunday morning pulling out stuff in the hallway, and you know, you might want to grab your camera yeah. and see this. And all no, of a sudden, dude, You know, no, when it, he it, started it, doing, it, doing it, that, okay.
1: <laughs> all right. So if I didn't already tell you guys, uh, when he started doing that, I'm I'm legit like scratching my head, like when the fuck did he decide to do this? Yeah. Because he didn't <laughs> tell us, I didn't get a fucking text, No nothing. Up, nothing. It was just like, oh, I'm just going to pull some shit out. And I'm like, when I'm when, when, when did part that part freaking light bulb go off for you to decide to yeah. have this awesome idea? I mean, cool, bro, but, uh, what? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, it was and I... insane.
4: And I feel like we're, like, a little bit, like, overwhelmed because, like, when I was going through, like, <laughs> all of the and I was like, Oh my god! Like we didn't even say we anything. We were quiet, like didn't do anything
2: right like here like, <laughs> deer, like deer in headlights. Yeah, here're in headlights. We were just like, and I felt like I wanted to say so much more and ask so many questions. <laughs> but I was honestly, I was honestly stunned when you have a gaboon viper right nose to with your camera, and Kevin's going, "Just don't move. Let me get a really good shot for you." And I got this gaboon viper that's like a foot away from the like the lens of my camera yeah carrie's holding off the back of my shirt saying do not take another step (laughs) (laughs) she's like like honestly crazy crazy experience like just we we can't thank you guys enough
1: oh man and you guys already know that you are so welcome to come back oh hell yeah um it, it so needs to happen
4: Yeah, and when we come back, we won't be so like deer in the headlight. We'll be deer in the headlight, you know. You say that.
1: You say that. And then we're going to show you even more shit that you didn't even get to look at yet. And you're going to be like. Uh,
2: Yeah, We're going to get an hour down the road and go, fuck, it happened again. (laughs) (laughs) It happens. It definitely happens. Yep.
1: Yeah, Yeah,
2: dude. And, And honestly, that was our first. So, Jeremy, yourself, we had talked to you many times, you Mm -hmm. know, through social media stuff and whatever, and then you set up at Tinley the conversation with Kevin, and we actually got to go behind the booth, and that's when I first had my first talk with Rob ever, and I was like, you know, you don't know what to expect when you first see people, and I'm like, is everybody going to be as friendly as Jeremy was and then talking to Rob and a couple of the guys that were there and you're like nope like, oh. nope everybody <laughs> wow. sucks these except guys are assholes you know? what the fuck Rob was pulling out animals for us and you know getting stuff on video and then when we got there it was the same thing we we're gonna like oh, are people gonna remember who we are is it gonna be like you know who are these guys just showing up whatever but then, you know, Rob's pulling us stuff, and he's, you know, he's got us on the tour with him and he's like just making sure we got all the right shots we wanted and, and walking yes. through with us. So I was just like, but, you guys are the and shit. And what
4: I, like something that like I took 100% from our trip to Nerd was like, so, you know, we've got, you know, we don't have like huge things here. We've got, you know, Bowen oh and stuff God. like that. I know. But, I know. but <laughs> like, when was it? Oh, I was holding the, was yeah, the, was the Bolin's Python.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
4: And Kevin... And it kind of came towards my face. Kevin's like, stop doing that. And I was like, what? And I was all like, oh my gosh, Kevin! like, Kevin's yelling at me. <laughs> 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 and, and, uh, and he's like, you need to just like look at the animal's behavior and like be more confident. And he's like, Tell, but I was like, holy shit, like if, if Kevin McCurley is going to give me advice on how to handle these animals, I am absorbing like every single word that's <laughs> yeah. coming out of his mouth. You know yeah. what I mean? And it was just me kind of referenced like dogs and you know how you have to be confident and i'm like oh my god like i tell people the exact same thing with my great danes when they come in the house and they're like holy shit these dogs are huge i'm like just be confident with them they're okay and i'm like it's no (laughs) different than the snakes that i'm holding right now you know what i mean and it was just like the way that he worded it and i was just like it was just like a a, aha moment i was just like wow like the monster himself is like telling me this and i'm just like wow you're like you're so right What's
2: what's the next thing he does he takes you into the room to ultrasound yeah. a ball python, <laughs> I'm like, and I'm like, "What the hell is happening here?" <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen, I've never used an ultrasound. I've never <laughs> seen yeah. it. Like, a
4: ball python, a and bowl of python like, being like, an ultrasounded. I'm like, what? you know, and it was, you know, it was just, it was like, even though it was like a whirlwind kind of weekend that we were there, it's yeah. something that, in so many different levels, it just like it took back, and it was just like, wow, like. It was just it was so incredible we, we can't wait to come back for
1: sure yeah, like, Hell yeah. For sure. and i can't wait to get kevin up to canada yes. again because yes. it's been way too but long
4: yes apparently they're they're aiming to still have the canadian reptile breeders expo open in september that's the goal so we'll keep you guys posted yeah they're looking for happen, so.
2: you're looking for something to do in september and they can still make that happen i mean that's one that we would love to because before this whole thing started we had told grant you know, we have talked to Jeremy about it, and he's like, wow, that would be, I mean, that would be great to have Kevin come up and do one of those, you know, because we like to have, Carrie and I as the host have a sit-down portion every mm-hmm. couple of hours with some guests that come either from the U.S. or from different places, or some of our own, like, you know, guys who have been in the hobby for 20-plus years, you know, some of our, our pioneers. Yep. And we do a nice little sit-down. The audience, you know, gathers, and we ask some questions and stuff, and just have a good time, and I mean, to have Kevin as one of the guests would be shit. Would be fantastic.
1: Yeah, I'm still. If you guys would- are still gonna gonna have it, I'm still gonna work to get us yeah. up there.
2: That's dude. When we did that video, I cannot tell you because I think we did that in the two-part or three-part series. Yeah. I cannot tell you how many people messaged me asking, "When is Kevin gonna come to Canada? When is the <laughs> nerd crew coming? How was that experience? Tell me about it, because." It was just it was just one of those things where a lot of people have been able to see Brian's and Brian from our part of Ontario is only like a three and a half hour drive. Yeah. So it's more manageable for anybody from the Toronto. So Toronto would be like four and a half, so but four and a half Toronto down, everybody can get into see Brian real quick. Yeah. To see you guys is a much longer drive, but I'm telling everybody, it is worth Every mileage that you put on that car, (laughs) you will absolutely love it.
1: Hell yeah! Hell yeah! All right, so we're winding down to the end of this, but before we say our goodbyes,
0: we always have a question that we ask people
1: exactly. We always ask everybody one question. So that question is drum roll. (laughs) <laughs> Boom, okay. So uh, so we've been asking everybody, what is one thing in the realm of Reptile, whether it's within your own collection or something you've seen on social media, uh, that has you super excited?
2: Uh, KB Reptile. Uh, <laughs> Boom, there it is, that's it. It's, he's spoken. Sorry, the first thing came to my mind, no. <laughs> um, you know what, I honestly... It's a tough one, and I don't want to sound cheesy, but I want to say this right here, friendships. Yeah. Honestly, it has nothing to do, and uh, people always say, you know, you you, know, you go to different shows to see the animals, but you really go to, like, see your friends. i got to say I'm excited about a lot of different projects, a lot of different animals, but to have the chance to meet the people that we've met and be able to expand our reach to different places, and just whether, you know, we've influenced somebody or somebody's influenced us, I mean, really quick, short, every show we go to, to the U.S., I think it takes us an hour longer to walk around because people say, oh, my God, can we grab a picture? Can you sign a shirt? Can you do this? And that's humbling to small people like us. Like, we are by no means anything massive anywhere, but to have a few people that, know we reached out to and to be able to talk to our friends and hang out, I think for me that's got to be one of the highlights
4: and I think a lot of the people that we have met including you guys it's like I don't I personally don't think of like you Jeremy and Rob like oh you know these are you know people that you know from there like I there are these group of people that we think of like as family and what you know we've, we've gained this throughout our journey so far with the reptile hobby and that is just it's so amazing It's a, and you know we're excited even you know to build more relationships as we, as we go along. And that's just for, for us, that's one of our, our number one like things and, and all of this is, this is the amazing people that we've, that we've met and, and, and consider super close friends like family throughout our, our journey. So yeah,
0: hell, hell yeah, to the, yeah.
1: So about it. I all right. That. Yeah. Cool.
0: So if you so, want to find out more about you guys, uh, where should they do that on all the social media places?
2: So for us, KB Reptiles 24 on Instagram and Facebook. I mean, reach out for sure. And then YouTube. Same same idea, KB Reptiles 24. Uh, look us up. Look for that big, beautiful beard on my face. Oh, and- God. <laughs> <Hell> yeah. <laughs> and the, the deals that you can find in
4: it. Yeah, and-,
2: and all the crumbs that are located in it. I mean- <laughs> <laughs> and, and Rob, we're
4: sending you a new shirt, by the oh,
2: way. Oh, yes. Sweet. So, we got a new shirt in the mail currently yeah. for you cuz I the right size for Donnie. Yeah, and the right
3: <laughs> size for Donnie. So
2: you,
0: that that's a triple XL, right, for Donnie?
2: Yeah. Oh, you know what guys? Thank you so much. I don't know oh, if we yeah. rambled. I, I yeah. have a tendency to ramble, so I'm sorry if we like lost half the questions you guys were going to ask, but That's uh, all good. Honestly, nope. this has been this has been absolutely Oh, we love this. I
3: know. Hell we love yeah. We'll to we, do we to do it again.
1: Hell yeah. Yep. We, thank you guys so much for doing this with us. And uh, it won't be the one the one and only time. No. I'm sure there will be plenty of other times. There will times be more. To talk about more reptiles.
2: If you ever want to chat, maybe next time I'll actually talk about something like genetics or actually something people want to hear about. But I just, uh, you know, I <laughs> love Jeff. Yeah.
4: Is I love just ramble. Like, there's like so much more to this than just that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. yeah. And I'm not like, you know, bad about, like, anybody because you know, there's so many people that know like just like oh my god, like so there's like an encyclopedia about like genetics and everything. And that's that's incredible and it's fascinating. I like to listen to that. But like, you know, to us there's just so much more to this hobby than that and that's what we lo- that's what our where our passion lies for sure. So Hell, Hell yeah.
1: yeah, we feel that. Sweet yeah. guys.
0: So we will talk to you next time. Thank you for coming on the show.
4: Awesome. Thanks, guys.
0: All Love time.
1: you. All All right. Right. Miss yeah. you. We'll talk to you soon. Yes, you sir. Yes, sir. Take care. Take care.